1: Hello and welcome to the 151st episode of the Filmmaker's Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie films to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try and to eff it up in our very, very humble opinion. I am delighted to tell you that a week from today, in fact a week yesterday, The Dare will be released and in your faces My feature film that I co-wrote with Johnny Grant, that I directed, uh, that was produced by Julian Kostoff and made by Millennium Films and B2i Studios, I'm delighted to say will be available. I can't believe it. Uh, It feels unreal. It feels surreal. Uh, But I cannot wait for that to be in your eyeballs and in your ears. I've been talking about this since I started the podcast, so it would mean the world to me. If you would support me and The Dare Journey by just clicking the pre-order link, that is in the show notes. If you're in America, you can get that now. It is released in the UK late summer. But if you're in America, please, please, if you like this show in any way or me, um, I would love it if you pre-ordered that and uh, got involved and let me know what you thought. Uh, The trailer is in the show notes as well as the pre-order link. So today, uh, our episode is with the director kate madison she talks about how she made her feature um, born of hope which was a fan film based on lord of the rings which has had over 50 million hits 55 zero on youtube she also talks about her fantasy action web series ren the girl with the mark which was a huge hit online Is that? And has had over 8 million hits as well. Uh, and that, she goes into detail about how she made that fantastic web series. It really, really is good. They're in bite-sized chunks and is now available on Amazon Prime as well. So you can get your eyeballs all over that. And she's joining us to talk about her second season, which she is kickstarting for right now now they are pretty much at the end of the kickstarter so jump on board links to that are in the show notes it would mean the world to her if you were to support in any way go have a look if nothing else because there are some amazing amazing behind the scenes videos of how they made it interviews with all the cast and crew it is brilliant go to mythica entertainment on youtube or com. all the links to that are in the show notes so that's coming up on today's episode of the Filmmakers Podcast um, with Kate Madison and myself and Robbie McCain. Myself is Giles Alderson. That is I. I am Giles Alderson. I am he. I'm a writer, director and producer. And like I mentioned, The Dare is available a week from today. Well, a week less. Six days. Uh, March the 3rd. It will be available for you. Uh, I'm also the producer of Serial Killers Guide to Life, which is available now on Sky Store. You can go watch it. It is, just happens to be. I've been working on films for a long time. They all just happen to be coming out around the same time it's bizarre how that can happen but it can it absolutely can so the make your film event it has been announced it is on the 25th of march if you're in london get yourself down there there's no excuses now we do sell out so get in there quickly Uh, our first announced guest is simon cox who has been on the podcast and he talks all about how he made his fantastic sci-fi epic invasion planet earth over 17 years in total but over seven years he was filming it and getting it made because it's so hard to do that on a micro budget or no budget and he has done that and he's achieved it and he got to number 19 in the charts and it is a massive success and he is joining us on the make your film event on march the 25th for me and Dom Lemoir's event please come down if you can links to that are in the show notes rain dance Uh, we're giving you 20 percent off their saturday film school So if you like Kate Madison want to go out there and go make uh, a series, a web series, anything like that and get it out online and do well, then the Saturday Film School is for you and we're giving you 20% off with the code FILMPOD2020. The Saturday Film School launched the careers of hundreds of British independent filmmakers. The techniques and tools are the ones used by filmmakers like Edgar Wright and Christopher Nolan. So you're in good hands to go out there and go make your films and TV series and web series as well has been taken by over 15,000 filmmakers and screenwriters. So, if you fancy the Raindance course, link to that are in the show notes, the Saturday Film School and you get 20% off because we're Ace at the Filmmakers Podcast. Right, okay. Let's get to this week's episode of the Filmmakers Podcast with the fantastic Kate Madison, myself and Robbie McCain sit down and chat to her all about Ren the series and her fan film That is Born of Hope. I hope you enjoy this week's Filmmakers Podcast. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the Filmmakers Podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure. It actually is a real pleasure. Um, we'll talk about Ren in detail because it's an amazing achievement to make anything generally. But to make a really ridiculously su- successful <laughs> YouTube sort of series, it's a fantasy-led with swords and sandals, is pretty impressive.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've, I've been very lucky. I, I've... Um, like uh my my projects are sort of they always take a, a a while to get going and 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 do because they're so big mm. but but then they they seem to just find an audience people people love it uh, i did a lord of the rings thing years ago and that found a huge audience and still mm-hmm. is finding an audience which is crazy and uh, um but the fact that this original uh show is also finding such a large audience is beyond what we were imagining. I was I was ambitiously thinking, like, oh, maybe we could get like half a million people watching each episode. Like mm-hmm. that's what you know. I was looking around other web series and going, well, well, that uh, there was Wizards of Oz is one, and uh, they had uh, large numbers, and I was like. But lots of the others don't. And I'm like, well, what? let's try and let's try and do that. Yeah. And now, like eight, you know, eight million views on the whole whole season now, and it's just like, what?
1: Wow! <laughs> I mean, it's really impressive. It's yeah. totally impressive. And we'll get to how and why and what, how you made that. Um, also joining us today is Robbie McCain. Hello. Oh, buddy. Thank you, Giles. Yeah. Well, it's nice. To, I think it was nice to give you. Thanks for acknowledging me, my presence. <laughs> I was going to not, and then you spoke. I was like, "Oh shit, I've got to do it." Oh, no, <laughs> he's giving himself away. I know, totally. I'm um, doing
3: the classic thing of
1: talking before the introduction. Introduction. You know. Yeah, but that's a good thing. I that's think. what we like. Because I'll Filmmakers do the Podcast. main introduction at home. Yeah, I imagine we are in rain dance. Yeah. Um, and thank you, Rain Downs, for letting us have this space today. It is slightly echoey, but Robbie's going to work his magic, yes. I imagine, on the edit and production. Basically, I've just thrown this Putting at the you pressure now. on, John. I've <laughs> <And> made you <laughs> do this episode. <laughs> yes. Have you been Robbie? Because we're in the middle of a uh, TV series right now. Uh yeah it's it's all a bit hectic we're we're doing another
3: season of our of our London live show which mm. is great um and yeah it's been a lot of shuttling drives back and forth to editors across London so getting getting a fair few
1: steps on my daily step count which is good it's basically <laughs> full on isn't yeah. it when you're doing something you know that isn't like it's London live is is yeah we don't have assistance on this show we don't have no. assistants. so when we're got to do got everything to do ourselves
3: everything. so as a producer you kind of got to do all the things
1: that you course, would normally sheeps. have, yeah, runners and, yeah. and research assistants for. So. Mm. so we don't have them. So when you look at the credits uh, on Hot Topics, it's just two it's people just, is it. Robbie did this. Charles did this. Robbie did this. Charles <laughs> did, did this. It's kind of like the joke credits. Yeah, it's a joke. It's yeah. Python or it, something
3: like yeah. that. Yeah, we start making up names for each. But filmmakers <laughs> yeah. will be used to that. You oh know? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean,
2: that's that's the whole. Like it's so part of independent film is being able to do more than one job
3: or mm. um, being yeah. able to do every job well <laughs>
2: exactly i mean that that's basically it but yeah exactly you sort of end up doing uh everything because you, you often have to when there's especially when there's no budget you're mm. like who the else bu- is gonna the do buck this stops with you yeah. yeah it's like i want to do this um who else is gonna slog away you know doing this edit or doing whatever when there's no budget to ask people to do it it's mm. like yeah. and and it's it's tough, but you learn a lot um because yeah. you have to you have to <laughs> you, you do <laughs> so you have learn to. every job yeah to
1: how when did you start learning every job because you're an actress and you still are um when did you learn? to say oh i'm gonna do the other side of the camera i, I mean
2: pretty much straight away um really? i mean well i say um so yeah I, i've done acting since i was a kid and really loved all that sort of creative stuff there was a group in cambridge uh that i got involved with the just, footlights obviously uh, <laughs> yeah, <if> only, no? <laughs> yeah it was just it was cambridge uh the Cambridge Filmmakers Network at the time um there's various groups that sort of come and go from Cambridge but there's a lot of filmmakers in Cambridge and uh yeah I I got involved in them and uh and did a helped out on a short film I think I was the script supervisor on that very first film but a lot of you know typical of short film or very of every film is problem solving but things went wrong on that production it was just a weekend shoot and like on the Sunday we had to basically start from scratch and it really taught me to sort of because I couldn't be a script supervisor anymore there was no script we were starting again (laughs) it was the moment where I went I might be able to direct this or you know direct something because just sort of seeing how um interactive it is on a film set you know like there is always someone who's got your back there's always someone with ideas um and and just no realizing i had ideas of how to
1: do things um and being good with people as well yeah and i can see you're good with people straight away and i think that's really important as a filmmaker as producer director in that top end crate, right? but actually i think in any role in the filmmaking
2: my my sort of attitude is always that it's it's hard work making a film. Like it, yes. it can be fun
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and the end result can be amazing, but it, it's a lot of work. It, it's it, a little bubble you disappear into and you, you, really you know. Do. And really um, and, do. And just, and generally in life as well, life is hard. Like let's make it easier on ourselves. I, so I like that positivity environment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good with sort of like people being negative, like too negative about stuff or whatever or bringing mm-hmm. things down. So um, yeah, so I do try and, cultivate a, a fun set, uh, a, a, a working set, but mm-hmm. one that's pleasant to be on, you know, I, I don't want um, uh, people to, to not be enjoying themselves and things or not sort of having, uh, feeling like, also that uh, cultivates creativity as well. Yeah. Like if people feel free to be able to speak up and sort of suggest things or whatever, and they don't feel oppressed by whatever, um, then, uh, yeah, it's just a much nicer environment and we just get on with it sort of thing yeah. and, and try and, and not, yeah, not let it stress you out. So I think that helps me not getting so sort of stressed and and not having other team members who get, or at least openly, yeah everyone gets stressed. But like, d- totally. don't bring that out on other people, I think really mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, And then just bringing in people who, who have that same kind of attitude of mm-hmm. we're trying to make something, we're aiming for the stars, let's see what we can do sort yeah. of thing. And and people love
1: that I think absolutely shoot for the moon isn't it I think yeah. it's I think it's vital um, yeah. when you do that so obviously weird to talk about Ren you're you're in your kickstarter right now for season two for yeah. season two which is ace the fact that it's done so well and now you're going well let's do another one
2: yeah
3: which I, is
1: super exciting
0: it
2: was always the intention that it was a an ongoing series mm-hmm. um and finally we're at a stage where we're like we're going to make new episodes if if the if the audience wants it we'll make more like
1: yeah, Absolutely. which is and this is super. Uh, so everyone knows, Ren is a web series. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's there's five sort of ten minute episodes mm-hmm. that make up our season one, and you can watch them all on YouTube.
1: Yes,
0: um,
2: but, but we're also on various other platforms, including Amazon Prime, which is mm-hmm. so good. We thought it was best to condense it all into one episode instead of five ten minute episodes with all the previously ons, um, and so it's edited into a forty five minute cut. Um, and that's uh, with, with so there's some, some, some scenes tweaks. have been tweaked just slightly yes. there's like a couple of extra shots even
1: it's like the godfather saga cut where they, yeah. cut, <laughs> they cut one yeah. and two together yeah. 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 yeah well let's jump back To why you thought about doing this, because it's really hard to do a fantasy series anyway. Swords, sandals, that kind of vibe, you know, Mm. with at the time you're thinking, oh, gosh, we've got no money. Production design is... Production design is huge. You know about this, Giles. I do know about this. Because you've done King
3: Arthur. Mm.
1: Absolutely. Arthur and
3: Merlin, Knights of Cannot, and you've done the Boudicca short.
1: The Boudicca short as well. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, we've had some people who've worked on that, uh, Mm. who also worked on Wren. And I think I know how hard it is. But why did you come up with the idea in the first place to to do this? Talk us back through there and how you built the audience. Because you, you could have chosen easier concepts to yes, do short you could could out, I don't
2: you? seem to have easier concepts <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> no, but that's
1: fantastic
3: because a lot of people maybe don't necessarily, they might have ideas for films, but they might think, mm, they'll never mm. be able to do that because it's such a big budget. Yeah. But you've obviously shown that... You can do that. You know, we live in an age where you can do a lot of these things by, you know, being a bit clever and and getting getting the right people on board.
2: Figuring out how you can attack something like this, from what angle to to make it doable is is the interesting thing I find with Mm. fantasy.
1: Because this is the first thing you also directed as far as i can tell i might be wrong but in terms of
2: i i haven't done a huge amount i directed born of hope the lord of the rings was that fan before film.
1: the wren then yes ah okay yes. that's brilliant by yeah, the way we'll get you. on to that it's basically a lord of the rings fan film <laughs> yeah. which isn't like an hour and 10 minutes it, yeah it's, it's it's pretty
2: much a feature film like lord of the rings prequel it's
1: I, i'm amazed you did this and again so okay so this is first yeah right, i thought it was after right. no
2: this is this was 10 this has been out on the internet now for 10 years it's had about 50 million views or something
1: crazy 50 million views which is insane <laughs> let's is jump insane. there first and okay. then it'll bring us to ren obviously now that's why you want us to do ren and do the sort of you you've done that world mm why do born of hope why do your lord of the rings fantasy film and because that must have been ridiculously hard
2: well yeah so um i was luckily uh, still young and naive <laughs>
1: <laughs> and thought the world would well, take over because yeah. um, i had
2: like before that i i literally uh had done i'd helped out on a couple of short films of that and then and i uh, directed a, a short well i say a short film it was a half an hour film mm-hmm. um Again, which was sort of yeah sword fighting. It was it was nicknamed Bufflander that one because it was a bit Buffy, a bit Highlander. Bufflander, yeah, Bufflander. It was actually called Into the Darkness. I think it's on the YouTube. Really, it's not good, but um, Bufflander is a better title. Exactly, Bufflander is great. But it was like yeah, it was ancient. It was demons and angels and an ancient book, and someone had you know a human who was caught in the middle of it. Was you know it sounds epic, but um,
1: but it needed some work. Fine, but But, a great experience. (laughs) Great experience.
2: I totally like that was my like. Like, I did not do film school or anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I learned from watching movies, from watching a few, probably, tutorials. I had a few books or whatever. But really, I just went out and made stuff. Um, and I was lucky that I also had a team of people around me who had the knowledge and, and helped guide me through, which is okay. so important, too. Yes.
0: Um,
2: but, yeah, so after that, I was like, I, I have this one idea, which is Born of Hope. And um, the, that came about after basically after watching lord of the rings
1: um went, i can do that yeah peter jackson kinda. what have you got what have you got, <laughs> <laughs> got now on me hold my go. beer peter jackson
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'll show you how it's done <laughs> it <laughs> was,
1: <laughs> 19 oscars <laughs> i
2: know i know it's i watched i watched that that film and all those films and um and then i was and I, I think I was also watching all the behind the scenes, and I it was love those su- behind the yeah. Scenes. yeah. And yeah. watching those behind the scenes, I was like, oh, I want to have an experience like that. That looks mm. like such an ex- like thing to to work on. To that mm-hmm. the the friendships that were made, all this sort of stuff. And there was something that was just drawing me in, and um, I uh i mean the spark for born of hope was was reading about a a fan film competition at some convention but they wanted like a five minute film but that just (laughs) triggered something
1: i can do better than that five (laughs) minutes
2: (laughs) pretty much i just sort of started work like it just started developing and obviously that that deadline came and went but that idea stayed Mm. um and yeah spent a number of years uh working working towards born of hope we did a test shoot sort of thing a few scenes um and uh and went oh this is this is possible this Mm -hmm. could work you know and then and then just went just kept just kept going really um did
1: you did you know did you get the actors around you how did you get the crew so how i did i you put it we did we
2: did cast we did uh casting for that that's uh so i knew christopher dane because he had actually been in i, I met him on uh into the darkness okay he had been cast in that and i could have because i kind of inherited that uh, script and film in a way from the director who had to move back to the states, I and I went. I claim this. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, <laughs> I want
2: this. This is my kind of film. Mm. Um, and he
1: played Aragorn so he, slash Arathorn. Y- yes. Yes. Uh,
2: no, he played Arathorn the father of Aragorn. Aragorn was a two-year-old in that film, yes, pretty much.
3: Or then. a two-week-old, okay. two-year-old. Get it right, James. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you've got like a million Lord of the Rings
1: fans shaking their fists right now. <laughs> shaking their fists. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you raise any money for
0: this? How did yeah, you yes Yeah, so, I mean, Born of Hope it? was
2: also crowdfunded, really. This is before Kickstarter and Indiegogo or any of these sort of sites were in existence. But I started f- self-funding it because at that time, I had money. Well, <laughs> um, but then I became a you. filmmaker and that <laughs> <didn't>. disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had a little bit of money <laughs> in, in the bank and I started sort of self funding it and then realized very quickly that this was not, even though, you know, everyone was volunteering, all this sort of stuff, but just feeding people, just um, um, Travel, costumes, costume, wigs, there. everything yeah. like that. And so we, again, we turned to the audience who were watching because we were. Cause they'd seen the, I'd, I'd gone around with the test shoot footage and we put that out. Um, uh, and I'd gone to some conventions and got the likes of people at uh, Richard Taylor-Oueta had sort of seen it and given us a kind of thumbs up, wow. which was like amazing. Yeah, I love
0: that. And He's all this a legend sort of stuff. in, the, he is in a Lord
2: legend. of the Rings behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've been very lucky to have met him and things and it's it's great. And um yeah, so that all helped. So we had a kind of bit of a following and obviously there was a lot of Lord of the Rings fans out there and we just turned to them and said, we want to keep making this. We want to finish this film Mm -hmm. because we were sort of filming it in sort of chunks. We filmed it over a year and a half in the end. Um, And uh, we turned to them and just had a PayPal donation button thing and just, that enough trickled in to, to sort of keep the production going. And That's
1: amazing. Did you find them through like fan sites and stuff like that?
2: I think, yeah, we just, um, I'm, I'm trying to sort of remember where it all got put. We just put it on YouTube, uh, I think, that we did a little fun video called Don't Give, which was based at the time on a, a video called Don't Vote, which was a, a lot of celebrities in America doing a sort of like, don't vote, unless you care about healthcare, blah, blah, blah. And we just oh, wow. like rescripted it to us going okay. you know don't don't vote, you know don't don't give yeah. or unless you want to see this and like you know so <laughs> all that's re- this kind like
1: all like reverse course. psychology yeah, yeah. it yeah. was a
2: really fun video like and we just we we didn't rip it off we just uh, we were inspired by it isn't that
1: how we as filmmakers are isn't that what we should be we're, yeah. inspired, we were inspired by inspired. other people's work who are great yeah had you planned your shots had you sort of really gone through because it's it, the woodland looks great some of the action looks fantastic. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is really decent. Now, I don't know if you've seen Phil Hawkins' Star Wars yes, Origins, of which has got Christopher Danes obviously involved yeah, in Phil I Hawkins' Yeah, I love Phil, stuff. yeah. yeah Phil I was great. like,
2: yes, when he was talking about sort of doing that, I was mm. just like, yes, yes, this yes is I it. did the but same. Phil, you've got to do it. You've got to do it, absolutely. Yeah, and it's
1: great. Um, and I felt the same with yours when I watched yours. Uh, I was like, wow, there's some really strong sort of uh, look to it and really well made, the sword fights and everything. I was like, hang on, this, this is really good so had you planned that had you sort of storyboarded in any way had you set up how you thought this could be and-
2: I didn't probably storyboard enough <laughs> certainly <laughs> like but I think there's probably a sort of storyboard in my head even if I didn't necessarily have it down on paper uh-huh. um, but certain things it was just um, you know what can we do on the day and things um, so a bit of a mixture which is why it's so interesting that it does seem to have a cohesive look to it mm-hmm. Um but um, uh, yeah, so some of the things were sort of storyboarded. We have had Arsiani uh, doing oh, yeah. our- um, Stunts. F- a lot of our fights and stunts mm-hmm. at the time, but also um, uh, Lewis Penfold, um, did lots of our fights at the end like the, the sort of climactic stuff at the end of the film yeah. um, Lewis was heavily involved in who also plays the main orc that, that Chris fights so the, the big orc, the orc fight at the end is our, is our fight guy um, <laughs> and uh, yeah so we did a lot of we we actually one thing I was able to do which we weren't so able to do with Ren because of time and things uh, was to do a lot of uh, fight rehearsals and sort of workshops so we did workshops where people would play orcs and play Ren Rangers and like look at the fighting styles and things so it was really fun to just explore all of that stuff
1: it must have been amazing yeah, yeah we
2: got some there's some lovely behind the scenes stuff of, of people running around as, as orcs and doing orc fights and, and people as rangers and you know like how hard it is to get so low and sort of all doing <laughs> scuttling around and things yeah. and I, I got involved in that we were all just playing orcs at times yeah <laughs> like, which
1: has been fun um and in terms of location then because again you've got all this woodland and it looks great is that in cambridge did you Managed to blag stuff because again there's no budget
0: really. no
2: so uh yeah what we did so uh the main location really for um for born of hope was um was westo anglo-saxon village which is out near Bury st edmunds mm. so it's relatively close to me and uh i i just got in touch with them it was just a don't ask don't get but that's the philosophy you need to use. It's totally. Uh, so yeah, got in touch and and they were they were up for it and I think you know it was that thing of like we come for one week and then and then we're like can we come again can we go it's sort of in a way mm. um but but we just did it we the place stayed open to the public the whole time so because um, so you've and, got
1: people watching as yeah you filming, sometimes which we just had we had sometimes well.
2: we a big crowds and sometimes you just get two people wandering around going what is going on mm. the woodland uh in born of hope and in wren is epping forest right near london is like,
0: it really yeah i okay.
2: i've um I can't remember if I sort of found that because at the same time as Born of Hope, uh, my friend started making um, Hunt for Gollum as well. Mm, and okay. so, uh, so I think he may have discovered the area of Nepping Forest first and then I went, well, that's good. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so we were sort of helping Like, I think I was loaning costumes and the other way around, we were sort of like um, mixing, and matching and, um uh, yeah. And, and Epping's just beautiful. It's wonderful ancient woodland. It's so close to London. It's so, uh, big and nice. And it's just stunning. I, I, I'm a big fan of woodland and it is just a really nice one. Yeah. So we went there a bunch. Um, and, uh, yeah, we managed to sort of like get that for a s- very small fee.
1: But I think what's really interesting what you said there is if you don't ask you don't get and I think as filmmakers you just have to and people are so scared of doing that and going oh I better not make my short because I haven't got a house or I haven't got this yeah. but if you just ask yeah People say yes. I mean,
2: people could, you know, the worst they're going to say is no. And then mm-hmm. you can ask someone else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, yeah, with, with Born of Hope, we, we got all this amazing stuff. Um, Norton Armories, uh, who n- have now been sort of in a way partners with us or have worked with us uh, so much. Um, they, they supplied a bunch of um, this rubber armor for our orcs. And again, I just, I went, your stuff is cool. It's cool. Would you, would you be interested mm-hmm. in helping out? And, uh, and John brought a whole load of our armor and we dressed up our orcs and, and just added to what we had. Um, And all of our Kanath army in Wren are all dressed with um, the armor from Norton Armories as well. So yeah, you can build some wonderful partnerships and relationships with people, uh, again, if you just ask.
1: I totally agree. So now you've built this up, you put it out there on YouTube and it just started to do well straight away. I mean, was there any fanfare? Did you do any big push? Uh,
2: so with Born of Hope, what really helped us was I did a little interview uh, for a local paper in uh, the, the February or so uh, after we'd launched. So we launched in December and then in February I did. So it hadn't been doing all right, but nothing sort of spectacular. I did a little interview for a local paper and the next day, all the papers wanted, like National wanted to know about it. It suddenly became a story that took off because it was like, you know, super, super fan spends life savings making, you know, six years making this film or whatever. It became a story yes. and everybody wanted to talk to me for about two days and then it's gone again. But it, like, so I was on the news, I was on Radio 2, I was on various things. Um, and uh, and that obviously peaked uh, the the views a lot
1: so what's important then i suppose for anyone trying to get the film out there is keep doing the pr keep doing the publicity yeah. keep talking about it's, the film. it's hard you, um, know. you know
2: yeah it's hard to get that thing i was very lucky with the last one that it uh, yeah that it found a store the people that someone locked onto a story that really worked for it um, and it can be hard you, you're making an, an independent film like a lot of other people finding that story if you if you can try and sort of uh pitch a story out there that's going to get someone hooked then that would be great um, but it, it can be difficult to there's a lot of white noise out there about filmmaking so
1: there really is yeah. uh, so much so what did you learn from um, Born of Hope that you took to Ren and the fact that you kept wanting to carry on you know <laughs> making sort of you know, movies or TV, it was like, well, I, I still want to do this. So yeah. What did you, what did you learn from that? And did you go, okay, I'll, I'll try not to do that next time. Was there anything you thought of at the time that you went, oh.
2: One of the things that appealed to me about doing Ren uh, or doing a, a series is like i've got a lot of actor friends i've got a lot of crew friends and it's like let's do something we can keep coming back and making more stuff mm. like that was um the thing that really appealed like born of hope we made it we it was crowdfunded and we put it out and people liked it and it's like i just want to make something and get it out there and so that's kind of why i went what if we could sort of make a bunch of shorts that become like a web series
1: so why don't you tell our lovely uh, listeners what wren is about um robbie will then play the trailer and then we'll talk about the making of it
2: okay um so wren is about a young woman who um lives in a very provincial town she's uh looking after her family she argues with her father um and finds herself out in the woods encountering a couple of outlaws who have stolen a thing called a wreath and this wreath gets broken and the it releases a spirit which goes inside of wren gives her a mark on her face and this in her world is not good uh, she's essentially possessed by a demon and basically run away from the Kanath who are now pursuing her um, so yeah we we launch into what happens next basically
1: the Kanath protect us
0: why don't you like them
1: you don't know them as I do.
0: I know they saved us from the Marked Ones.
1: There's only one reason why they've been in Lingard. But no one here has ever seen a Marked One.
0: There! Who are you? Over Get out here! Omari spirit. It's found a new vessel. I'm marked.
2: What have you done, Ren? You won't go away. Wieran, I can't leave. My family
0: needs me.
1: All the people you know will think you're evil, dangerous. They will hunt
0: you down. Anyone caught harboring a mark will be punished. Anyone caught helping a mark will be punished. Anyone caught in support of a mark will be punished.
1: Amazing. Uh, and as you can hear by that, there's so much going on there. It really is great. It's really worth checking out. Go on YouTube, as soon as you've listened to this, and l- all the links will be in the show notes, and, and do watch the first series. And like I say, the second series you're crowdfunding for now, which is great. So again, click the link, support if you can. Um, so let's talk about how you actually, because you said you kickstarted it. So let's talk about how you did that.
2: We crowdfunded the first season of Wren, and... Um, and uh, we're still a bit naive, I think, to crowdfunding at that time. I had, all I had done before that is I tried to do an Indiegogo campaign for a pirate project I wanted to do. Pirate? Yeah. Cool. It's a whole other thing. I, yeah, I really- Is that in the
3: works still? <laughs> it's it's
2: in the back of my head is something I really want to see done uh, about Mary Reed, one of the- uh, two famous female pirates from the golden age. But yeah, so the pirate project like was just a, was a taster of how, how to do it. Um, and then for for Wren, and we did go and shoot a trailer in the end for that. That was a whole other thing. But... Mm. Uh, so what
3: did you learn from doing that that you then applied to the Ren campaign? So
2: building on that audience as much as possible. So, so... The audience of fantasy. Yeah. So for season one, obviously genre. we hadn't made a Ren at all. We, mm. It was very much like, this is the idea Believe me, it's going to be good, which is hard to sell. Like, um, and uh, and although we had, you know, at, even at that time, millions of people had watched uh, Born of Hope. We didn't have like a, a big mailing list of people or something. You you can't really contact people on YouTube very easily. No. So people can see things and disappear again. Um, so uh, it was quite a a, um, a hard campaign last time. It, it, and, and we raised a lot of money mm. uh, for Kickstarter. It was like thirty-six thousand. We ended up raising last huge time. amount. Yeah, to, for, to a try and, to, for a film web series, especially if you for like. a, yeah. yeah for a project like this. I definitely feel there's a as, there's a proper psychology involved in crowdfunding. Mm. Um, Tell us know. about that. <laughs> well, just <laughs>
3: please, just
2: <laughs> in the sense that listeners
3: you know, want to know. Like, yeah. Well,
2: I mean, uh, we we just we, last time you know we were we were struggling a lot more than we are now which is brilliant um, but you know so you know we hadn't hit 50% for example by halfway through our campaign and it was mm-hmm. like this is this is tough so we really had to sort of nudge to try and get those break those sort of things because I feel like anyone looking going oh they're not even at 50% are they going to make it?
1: Exactly. shall I even um, bother putting yeah. in? Yeah.
0: And
2: I also thought cuz we wanted the 35,000 uh when we were on 29,000 um and when we made like I don't know 10 grand or something in the last day like the very last 24 hours of ours is just Peak. crazy. Yeah. Um and uh but you know, does 20, 29,000 seem unachievable to, to to 35 in comparison to 30,000? Like, I was just looking at it, just trying to sort of figure out all this psychology and sort of like, how mm. do we, you know, how can we sort of thing and, and try to sort of encourage people to, can we get to 30 at least? So yes, that then, then it feels more that achievable that and, place, and all yeah. this sort of stuff. So,
3: so, a lot of it is about like giving, you know, making sure people. Um are feeling confident that the project is definitely going to come through and yeah. like you know making sure that you're you're showing people that you're on an upward trend.
2: why we set our target is what we did because of um knowing our our audience this time we'd been we'd spent a year collecting um uh gathering people onto our mailing list to to find those fans who really wanted to help mm. um and then doing a pre purge thing to see how many of them really. Are willing to click a button and you know say that they're going to give and and from all of that we were able to sort of put together something to go okay I think this is what's achievable I think this is how many backers we'll get hopefully we'll get more whatever um, but uh, it's still a bit of a, a a guess guessing work at the end um, but we uh, yeah we've we've hit our twenty five percent which is great mm-hmm. we would have loved to have hit thirty by now but you know we're doing really well we're, we're not even a quarter of the way. Uh, through and we were hit at a quarter, so yeah, this which is, is this is good. It
1: is good. It this is good. Yeah, I remember when we did the food for thought one, uh, and I think we were on we raised seventy five k in the end, which is ridiculous. It's and amazing. You did that with
3: Indiegogo, right? Or no, Go we Fund, did it with Go
1: Crowdfunder. F- Crowdfunder, ah. yeah. And it was specifically targeted more for environment friendly, and we mm-hmm. were targeting people who care about the planet, you know, more than just actor friends or you know this. we, we were like these are the people we want to target and. We specifically... You not, like you were saying, it's about really thinking about who your audience would be and going, right, if we target them this week and this is who we're going to push then. And oh gosh, if we've raised over that much by then, we can then go to these guys and say, hey, we've raised this much. All we need now is this to get that bigger push. And that's exactly what you say. It's about being clever with it and actually yeah. really thinking about it.
3: So when you needed to fight, build up that initial email kind of list that you were saying, like, yeah. what was your process for doing that? Were you going to like different forums or like different you know websites about you know that were interested in the fantasy genre or you know how, what was your process for for acquiring that kind of initial list of people that you so were
2: yeah so we started off with our uh, initial fans so we did have obviously people who backed last time mm. our cast and crew from born of hope uh no from right. the first season of Ren, but also from born of hope okay. yeah so all of those sort of any uh, we did. Ha- I did have a mailing list for Born of Hope. So again, all all of those people were approached and said, "Want to join this new mm-hmm. mailing list?" Basically, because of and and also with the whole data collection, recent, relatively recently, last year, um, we we sort of restarted our mailing list to a certain degree and and asked people to come across. So um, uh, we've been encouraging people to move across rather than just put everyone together. Um, we wanted everyone to verify that they definitely wanted to be on <laughs> and all this sort <laughs> that of makes stuff.
0: Sense, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, so we started off with what we already had. And then e- like even at events and stuff, we had a sort of, you know, sign-up. Sign-up sheet. You know, see, yeah, yeah. On our, um, all of our um, our uh, mail outs. So, so like we really started pushing this um, beginning of last year. Uh, and so it's mostly been through social media. So mm. all of our our posts are trying to encourage people to get to to come come and join the mailing list to show support. We we basically set a target of um, about five thousand signups to kind of uh, go. Okay, if we get this many signups, we can probably we can launch our crowdfunder. So we, we yeah got an idea of how many people we might need, um, and and then it's just desperately trying to encourage people. We've now got like we've got a hundred thousand subscribers now on our youtube channel which is ridiculous it's and incredible amazing yeah. yeah and uh, but trying to like convince them to come over to a main list is quite difficult yes. you know so um
1: can you though with youtube i suppose i imagine you put up your crowdfunding video on your um yeah youtube channel channel yeah and then i suppose you can put links under your all the other videos and keep when someone puts a comment go hey go here to support is yeah it all there's that a lot of, of that going yeah. on okay, e- even
2: on the amazon prime if, if someone's commented and maybe sod sort of said why is there only one episode i'm like well we're currently trying to do more so there's Perfect. a lot of that sort of stuff trying to sort of uh, find people who clearly are interested and make sure they know that the crowdfunding Funding is happening, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and uh, press and various things. But yeah, just just building that list, just just encouraging people from all the social media to sort of come into a natural mailing list so that you can contact them because otherwise, people can easily miss a tweet and they can mm-hmm. easily miss yeah, anything. Yeah. Like even if they follow you and even if they got the notification bell on, even if they got this <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like it's so easy to miss stuff. Um, like I find out about crowdfunding that my friends have just done, and like wh- how did. Do-
0: I'm how I, did I I'm, miss a, that? I'm your
2: friend and I missed that you were doing this. Mm-hmm. So. So it's so important and, and the mailing list has definitely been really good for that. Um, yeah, so they do
1: say email is one of the best ways to do crowdfunding. We really worked hard at making sure we were emailing people all the time and the same group, if you haven't done yet, please do and guess we're nearly there. Yeah. And it was a full-time job. It was, there's no yeah. question about it. I've done three now and I don't know if I'd want to do another one.
2: Yeah, they are I'm tough.
1: Right like. at the end of going, yeah, no, I've done that. And yeah, mm, but I suppose where, where you're at, you've got something massively to show for it to say well look if you want to see more this is the way we have to do it right now yeah it's it's like you said
3: with that with the fact that it's a series that it's the crew and the production team are keep coming back to it you've got like a built-in audience as well almost mm. so you're you're not started from scratch each time no, like, like you would be with an, a separate project yeah. That's the
2: thing yeah exactly so this, this we we're, yeah we're in a much better place this se- this season for making more stuff because yeah people can literally watch the the episode before and be like okay this is the next thing mm. but yeah it is um it is an interesting battle but there's no funding for web series in the UK uh, as it's far as I know please tell me if I'm wrong but these, I it's
1: just, I just I know tough I've to known. make money from web series this is there, the problem yes. that, that a lot of people have is saying well great we want web series and we want these 10 minute shorts because people now kids especially their the concentration levels aren't going for 30 minutes it's 10 minutes that'll do so yours is perfect yeah but how where's the platform for these and there are platforms but then it's driving the right people there and do you get paid from that just oh not enough
2: yeah this is the hard thing i think there's like um we we um we've talked to some people at times about potential platforms and stuff in the states and places like that and Mm -hmm. things but there there isn't a huge amount going on the uk for it um but yeah, we're still looking. I mean, B- Ren was always an experiment in this sort of field. One into web series at all, but into something so ambitious as a web series. This isn't, you know, three people in a kitchen it's just really chatting, not. you know. So it's like, can this even be done? And and this second, you know, this campaign for for new episodes is, is very much a continuation of that of like, you know we did it the first time we made it work we did, we had to beg borrow borrow and steal a lot and mm-hmm. uh, and and everyone was working for free and things like to make this sustainable mm. can can we make this sustainable
1: first series then how did you go about making it you've now got a reasonable amount of money to go and make something like this but you've got sorts you've got to find the right locations you've got to find the actors you've got, it's you've a got por- horses horses <laughs> uh, giles are horses difficult to work with <laughs> robbie i couldn't say <laughs> in the rain with horses yeah it's not easy mm. to work with horses so you've got all that how did you let's how did you go about you go oh my god right i'm making this what did you do what was your process how did you get everyone involved? Cast, crew, everything.
2: Um, so we, st- uh, I think one of the very first things, I mean, we'd been working on the scripts, but the scripts kind of continued to be worked on really until literally we are filming. I mean, I was writing certain scenes. We wrote a flashback scene, mm-hmm. which, uh, which we have ready to go as part of a special sort of, kickstarter thing oh, at some up. point. okay yeah okay. we've got it ready it's been sort of on hold like and only people who've seen the dvd have seen this um but that's that's waiting for a
1: special wow. occasion basically content. yeah so basically. you've got to do that with your crowdfunds you have something saving later yeah and yeah what? You so get this. Okay. you know and
2: it's and it didn't end up in the show and we're like right we, we put out a deleted scene relatively recently and we're like well let's save this one for for this yeah. so um, and just to say
1: you wrote it with christine and michelle yeah. um
2: uh, michelle golder, golder yes she was our producer and she helped out a bunch on the story as mm, well great. and chris and i yeah wrote the thing uh and uh, so we went out and started f- Casting, I think, feels like one of the first things was we need to find Ren and we need to find Hunter. Uh, Chris was going to play Khan, so we, yep. there was a few other roles, but but who was going to be Ren was mm. kind of the main thing because
1: it's called Ren. It's called you Ren. We knew,
2: we knew straight away it's like this is a bad idea. Don't call it Ren. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: call it but, anything else. You
2: know, um, but yeah, so we we went out and uh, we did a whole bunch of casting. We we got self tapes in from people um, I quite that's, did you
1: put it out on Spotlight did you just do it on your we
2: socials did on, we did it on, on a lot of things I think we ended Mandy up on Spotlight right. at the time Casting Cool Pro which is now mandy.com yes and uh, probably shooting people in various places um, and we got a whole bunch of self tapes from people which were awesome and then from that we we brought in a few people to to read for the roles and actually did casting I really like doing kind of group casting almost. So Mm. I did... I, I auditioned Wrens and Hunters together sort of thing. And we mixed and matched people.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
2: Well, I just, I mean, I think- It's easy
1: for the actors, right? Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good way to do this it. This is the thing. Like yeah.
2: acting is reacting so much that if you're just reading with someone sitting off camera, and stat- yes. just standing there statically, and I'm like, this, one, it doesn't show me very much what you can really do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't give the actor much to play off. So uh, this was a perfect way, I thought, to do it. Um, where, yeah, you can get two of them- interacting with each other, doing scenes, like making the scene come alive, not just standing there doing the lines.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so, yeah, we did all that and we found, uh, we found Hunter that way, but I didn't find Wren. I was like, There's some, there were some wonderful actresses, mm-hmm. but I was like, I don't think we found them. And um, we went, so we were, kind of went back into, like who else haven't we f- uh, found? And I think Harriet, who was helping me with casting at the time, uh, I'm not completely sure, but I think she actually found Sophie on mandy.com and asked her if she would send in a self-tape.
0: This is Sophie think, Skelton. Yes,
2: this is Sophie Skelton. So I think that's the way around. Either that or Sophie found it. I'm not completely sure um how it happened but sophie sent in a self-tape and we were like that's that she's she's really cool and um harriet brought her in for a casting which i wasn't able to attend for some reason i can't remember why um but i wasn't able to be there for that very first casting so again just watched the the film of it and i was like i think i think this is right but let's get her and duran together and uh, and so and that was the the point. was like, okay, yeah, no, we found them. This and is Renan jo-
1: Fulton Brown who played yes. Hunter, and Sophie Skelton, who's obviously the big star now from Outlander. Yeah, which is incredible that you found her first. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm sure she's <laughs> done loads of other stuff before, They, they claim
0: that they found her, but we found her first. Yeah, of course,
1: of course, you did. <laughs> Yeah. So it's yeah. great. So now you've got your core cast. Yeah. How then do you go about shooting it in terms of finding the locations? Like you say, you use Epping Forest, but in terms of you have got to get your swords, you have got to get your armor in, you've got to get yeah. Your
2: so locations was a big thing. We found someone who had some space, and I was going to sort of just borrow a bit of car parking space, uh, or talk to him about to, to try and borrow some car parking space. And I went and uh, met with this with Bill, and he went, "I do have this other place." this place in Caxton and I was like oh all that look and he showed me a picture and I was like well that looks that looks huge yeah. uh I don't know if we you know anyway we went and checked it out and I went this is this is huge, but this is cool.
1: And this is a car park.
2: No, this was this was Caxton's. <laughs> this was a. Uh, they shot
3: uh, the dead marshes in a car park. I mean, yeah, I mean it ruins.
2: can you be done. Yours
0: and some of yours well, in a car yeah, park, basically.
2: So uh no, this was a warehouse that used to be used as sort of a paint factory thing. Got yeah. And so talk talked to Bill and managed to do a deal with Bill. So again, don't ask, don't get. There you go. Um, and uh, and yeah and so we we took over this this place for almost 6 months and or despite at, the, at first going, we'll just use a little bit. We used the whole place. In pushing the out a bit further yeah, a bit further. Yeah, still like,
1: here today. No, we'll use <laughs> over that area. I there
2: mean, then. like, yeah, he just gave us the whole. Like, we had the whole place. So, like, office. We had production office. We had makeup, costume spaces. We had a uh, big green, like, green room that expanded into a bigger green room because we had so many extras. Uh, huge work <laughs> workshop space that was a big pro- store for props and costumes and and wood, <laughs> a lot of wood, and then. Became our interior sets and and just yeah, that huge car park became our back lot for the studio. And we built an entire medieval village basically. And, um, Love which this. sounds crazy, but yeah. it gave it, it, it was, it was a lot of work, but it also, we had the freedom, we had a whole, you know, we had months to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and we could build a 360 set.
1: So you could design it essentially. You yeah. could design how you want to shoot it by, you know, this yeah. is the setup. This is what I want.
2: Exactly. So Amazing. it just gave us a lot more freedom. And obviously we were restricted again because we were doing it ourselves. So, you know, uh, one of the reasons, interestingly, that our aspect ratio is 2-3-5 uh, is, mm-hmm. is because most of the buildings have no roofs ah,
0: got <laughs> it yes
3: yeah yeah it makes so sense so they
2: you can't go shoot eight any feet higher. and then there's a little there's maybe uh, you know
1: uh, um, half a meter of corn pretending to be a roof Because it and then it stops it, uh, isn't that amazing as filmmakers we, we go see a location we go yeah this will work really well it's six foot high yes fine it's got no roof that's not a problem then you go You put a camera in later and you go, oh shit, what are we going to do now? It's close ups or push. Yeah, Yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? So, so think about that. So, we
2: deliberately chose a a wide aspect ratio to help us with that a lot because we're in the village a lot.
1: Um, And crew was easy to get, was it? Because, again, you're not really paying much.
2: Yes, and no. I mean, uh, so again, a lot of people came on board uh, either through knowing us or other people who had gotten bored. One area we really struggled with and was quite a crucial area was makeup. Yes. Um, we. I mean,
1: because you've got a quite, at least you've got the mark on a face, but yes. you've got this, uh, you know, the stabs, the look, the mud, the gr- it's got to look worn in. It's
2: got to look good. Yeah. Mm. And, and so we, and the mark especially was a bit of a nightmare to sort out. Um, because, it, it, we, ha- you know, I had this sort of idea of this sort of originally sort of bioluminescent sort of thing that maybe sort of like almost rip- wants to feel organic. It mm. needs to look like it's a sort of a thing coming from within, all this sort of stuff. And you try that with makeup, it's so hard. Yeah. And again, like, yes, if we could have got a special effects makeup artist as our head makeup person, but with no budget, that was really difficult to do. And in the end, our kind of one of our main makeup, Uh, people became um was a student who'd never done any film stuff before and we we kind of dragged her in really and she suddenly was like i can't She, you know she says in her the interviews I, I can't do this i can't do this but like and she but she did it she you know and yes it would take two hours pretty much to get the mark on every day and and the big plans for like well we'll get one of those those tattoos of, mm-hmm. you know fake tattoos and we'll use that real tattoo a real
1: tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a tattoo probably would have been easier because <laughs> obviously you're now somewhere in the middle of we n- pretty
2: nowhere. much in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah. So like how
1: did you manage that and getting food there all that sort of stuff
2: so uh, well Michelle Golder our um, producer slash production manager slash everything everything yeah. I mean she because as soon as we were filming I was now directing and so everything so you can't so produce I can't harder. I can't be in the office making things happen so she was there she was the like the little legs beneath the duck I mean she did such a
1: stunning job <laughs> That's I like that it's a analogy for a producer she I is. am the legs beneath <laughs> the spinning duck <laughs> I love that Every it product, doesn't I'm bigger gonna up put, enough I don't I'm going to put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah um, but like she you know so to me there's a lot of things that i almost don't know how these things happened we were fed every day and well and and it was because people like michelle sometimes michelle would literally be cooking or some she'd managed to get some other volunteer in mm-hmm. to cook or uh you know we tried to we tried to do it almost a bit more professionally and got got in a van a sort of like a mexican so burrito van yeah one day and it it was they were lovely but it just didn't work because one, because it they weren't a, a film thing, so they weren't ready for it. And That's they literally it, yeah. were asking every single extra on our big day, What do you want? and oh. they were wrapping and it. took forever. And we've
1: had that, <laughs> it's true. You've got to make sure you get film people in. even though more expensive sometimes. Yeah, we just needed pre made. They have to deliver all at the same time when you're ready, not yeah. when they're ready. Yeah. It's about you because you might go over an hour for lunch. So it's like, Okay, yeah, and this yeah. Thing, well, it's all cold now.
2: Yeah, I had a fold away sofa, sofa bed in the production office that I would usually camp down on, uh, and there was a of block beds in the ma- the makeup room became a big place where people camped. Downstairs there were it was tent village, so our act some of our actors so Sophie Sophie was sensible and she went back to Michelle's and like had a proper bed. But like But that means but she had she, to
1: come in early but then she was getting her makeup done anyway well, and yeah, exactly so, right. so
2: um but yeah there was a little tent village for, for Duran and Nick both camped there when they when they were down and mm-hmm. so, so it was kind of and, and it meant that you know at three in the morning we were sometimes having nerf battles.
1: <laughs> but do you know what that whole thing it even sounds fun of you know I mean? you sort of go you'll never forget that yeah. those people who worked on that and worked their asses off for, for nothing for peanuts will never forget that A wonderful bubble what happened yeah and just it's there forever you yeah. know and that's why it's so nice that it's done so well yeah and you can just go yeah no they're proud of it you yeah. know so yeah yeah we did that we helped and it was horrible and hard but <laughs> do you know what that's why we do it yeah Exactly. Yeah, which is great. I didn't have a question at the end of that. No, I just it's sort great. of faded out with a with a, this is where you play triumphant music. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: Come true with-, with Ren one of the things I know I personally was like I want to make sure I get this done too, mm-hmm. which is I want to get to know people. I want to feel like I have uh, experience the experience of making the show. The, back to the days of watching the DVD of Lord of the Rings and going, yeah. "These guys are having a great time," and it's like this is this is all part of it because because yeah, it becomes that bubble. And yes, you get this thing at the end, but make sure that you enjoy the experience of it as well. Uh, even even if you don't get enough sleep.
1: Yeah, and you won't. No. Any filmmaker, just, you're you not just going to get sleep. Anyway. Just, so you might as well just embrace that from exactly. now. You're not going to sleep. So get your camp bed out. And if you get some sleep on it, great. Good for you. Yeah. But if not, here's a Nerf gun. Yeah. So from there, from the shoot, which sounds so much fun. And it's great that you said, I'm going to have fun. Because actually after the dare where I didn't have as much fun let the actors do their thing and I tried to stay away as much as possible which is very hard but there was, it, was, it was such a tough shoot so on King Arthur I was very much like I'm going to enjoy that just as much as I can in the rain and doing all that sort of stuff with horses and playing with swords um, uh, so moving on to the edit then because you know doing this it, you edited as well with everyone else there's a few of you who, who edited it How, what was that process like sort of putting it all together and then getting it out there onto YouTube, you know, how, how was the edit?
2: I was mostly, uh, doing that on my own and then help. And, and then once, once it was sort of compiled together a lot more, I was able to, uh, to um, get a friend, uh, si- Simon, who is a professional editor, who obviously I would have loved to have just handed over to you. Of course him. you
1: would, yeah. Um,
2: but it was like this is that isn't going to be possible. But can I can I take some of your time? And I literally would load my my Mac at the time into my car in the passenger and drive to his down in London. Oh my god. And then unload it, and then we'd be we sit there for a few hours going through. The edit um, and sort of going. Have you got this shot? What about this? Or maybe tighten this. Chris and I both kind of edited Born of Hope, which is incredible. Again, Again, yeah. And I think I think I probably did Into the Darkness. So we kind of learned through filmmaking. I was always doing the editing side of things. I have more of a skill for narrative editing, like linear editing, than I do for anything else. Um, uh, But. Uh, but yeah like it's an it's an interesting again it's all useful for the learning process Um, but even then you know you think you got enough coverage and you still find something missing you're like yeah I don't know like Simon would be like have you got the shot where she looks have you got that reverse and I'm like no.
1: no. No, we didn't get that. <laughs> no, no, we got everything that, else. But yeah, just,
2: like there's so just many shots it. from the, and we didn't get that one shot. Sorry. Yeah. Um but yeah, and and actually like through that process uh we we did decide to do a, a pickup shoot a year later oh, um, wow. okay. of something so we could do. We couldn't do everything, but we did a bunch of stuff with a bunch of extras um, just to enhance our episode four more than anything. I see. So that was really interesting.
3: Fine. Did you always know that it was going to be ten minutes per episode? In terms of was that always the format going in?
2: Yes, we we had written it in that way. So it was it was written with you know this is the end of this episode this is the end of this episode uh, and originally I think the very f- uh, at the very start the idea was to maybe make six episodes mm. and and uh, and then we were struggling with the fifth ep- the sixth episode a-, a bunch when we were through writing it because um, and and in the end because uh, we couldn't quite settle on it and because also it became sort of where we're heading in, in, this, in these new episodes now but it, it was sort of like we'd ended the fifth episode on such a high that the next one being like uh you know a conversation between ren and hunter or whatever going who are you who are you and it felt like it was going to sort of end on a bit of a low and we're like no like is it better we've got all this action built up like should we just end it there sounds uh,
3: like a smart move yeah, yeah. i think that's because a lot of even with the kind of age of netflix where supposedly you know, you could just let the content dictate what the length of certain things is. Even then you sometimes find a lot of shows where they're sort of, you feel like they're having to pad stuff out to fit a certain runtime or to fit a certain number of episodes per season. So it's really encouraging to have that flexibility that you could actually let the content dictate the format to a certain extent
2: yeah, yeah that is something nice about the internet that yes uh, we i sort of say there are five ten minute episodes but they're they all fluctuate a bit mm-hmm. so um but we we don't have to go oh we have to cut stuff out of this one to make yeah. it 10 or we don't have to f- pad you know, this you're with not something. bound
3: too much by formula you no kind of, yeah.
2: exactly which makes it nice but and I, I always think of the first season and and the 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 way we're writing the show is more it's almost like an episode, but and the and the end of the episodes are like the ad breaks you would get mm. in any other show. So they, yeah. they leave you on a bit of a cliffhanger, and then we're yeah. back into the next bit. There's that's
1: sort kind of, of mini how mini
3: arcs it. that you're
1: doing, yeah, you those which those is days. so important. And I think obviously you'll be doing that in the that's the, second the plan season, for the next one. Yeah, exactly well. same thing. Super exciting. Uh, so those of you who do. Enjoy filmmaking and enjoy this. Do look at the website. Do look at the crowdfunder uh, on Kickstarter. Um, is it? It's got a new name. Is it Ren something else um, now?
2: So uh, no, it's still, still Ren. The girl to Go with the Mark. With the mark. Okay. Um, although we are, we we never named our episodes last time, and then but we're planning to start naming them. We'll probably go back and name the other ones as well, so we can yeah. make it a little easier. Um, but yeah, like on Kickstarter, it's easy enough to find. You can literally just type in Ren. Uh, and it will come up, but it's. I think we're Ren the Go of the Mark. New episodes of Fantasy Series or something like that. But we're pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, and the Kickstarter runs until the 29th of February mm-hmm. at pretty much midnight. We're going till eleven fifty nine on the Do Saturday it. hours.
1: We did. We um, made it by. Th- 30 seconds we yeah. made the the actual target by 30 Ooh. seconds wow so if living on the edge Charles no yeah. but we didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> so 11.59 on the 28th of yeah, February yeah we planned
2: f- 29th of 29th. February make yes. sure you're on
1: there and if you haven't pledged by that point pledge to come
2: go. come. What basically we're going to be doing a live stream probably for most of that day yeah, so we come, did come as join us, us for that and yeah. we'll be doing a big old push
3: can't wait just just go out and pledge now I'd say I'm I mean, like, thank you Robin like, yeah you uh, can always up it later if yeah, you're not someone who sort of does kind of crowdfunding like pledges to crowdfunding so I highly recommend you do because you actually I think the email updates are really nice to get and you sort of keep you're yeah. reminded that yeah, you're supporting something that's mm. like made by, you know, a passionate group of people and it's not just you know, if you're someone who sees trailers when you go to the cinema and you complain that like, oh, everything's just remakes, it's studio properties out there, you know, you you if you if you actively complain about that, it's your duty to go out and pledge to these kinds absolutely. of projects. And you because, feel
1: part of yeah. something. And that's really nice forever. It's yeah, yours. Exactly. All those people who pledged for Ren the first series, it's they,
2: theirs. Yeah, absolutely. We could not have made it without them mm-hmm. and all the volunteers that then came on set as well. Like hundreds of people worked on the first season and, the, and exactly the same is going to be the case this time. Thousands, like, probably. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if people want to get involved, maybe send you to say, look, I'll help volunteer for this one. If there's any filmmakers out there who go, hey, I want to get involved and help you? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, f- firstly, I would also point out that, um, again, go look at the Kickstarter page because there's some stuff on there that's great for, we've, we've tried to tailor our rewards for various People yeah. in our audience. You
3: can shadow you on set, or you can yeah. shadow the DOP. Mm. Yes, know.
2: exactly. So if you're a filmmaker and you probably are listening to this, mm-hmm. um, then do check out the rewards because yeah, we've got uh, we've got things like being an extra, which is really fun, and we've got a couple of we had one of our extras from last time, as in our featured, he was a featured extra in the last uh, season, and he is he's. Um, put in a bid now for the deluxe extra experience which Ooh. we have yeah it's our deluxe extra experience we've got a couple of people doing that and and that is um you get
3: uh, to keep your outfit is yeah, that right? yeah so yeah. so miriam it's is going to design you.
2: and make a costume especially for you wow. that's going to work for the show and then you get to go on set be that person in costume and then you can take that costume home with you and wear it as many times as you want which is <laughs> like bed. such a cool idea <laughs> how about um, that folks there <laughs> yeah. you go folks.
1: what more do you want but
2: yeah but yes you can shadow the dop and myself and and if you shadow uh neil he uh, you also one of the rewards you would also get is is his lighting course that he's done so there's a four-hour lighting course on there um so if you're interested then check it out you can only find it at the moment through the kickstarter so i highly recommend that that's, do that.
1: that's literally neil, yeah a great neil opportunity Osmond yeah shout out to you thank you for setting this up really appreciate it um listen this has been fantastic and fascinating and
2: I can, I can natter at you guys for hours <laughs> I spray. love it thank you so much <laughs> we love it yeah. and where
1: can people follow you yourself so then they can also get yes so
2: everything. uh oh yeah so giving some social information out there so for myself it's uh like twitter and things it's at actors at work um mm-hmm. and also for ren and things it's at ren the series you can find us on most things uh and mythica entertainment is also where we are on on uh uh, facebook and instagram and various things uh so yeah and and i think k- katemadison.net is also my website which i probably should update more often
1: there you go <laughs> but well, yeah
2: come find us there
1: but yeah we'll do i'll put as links to as many of those as i can in the show notes but i'm sure one will lead to the other as well so absolutely I'll put the best yeah they're one. all interlinking perfect robbie where can they follow you? It's at Robbie McCain at Twitter. You know jars Uh you can follow me at Charles Alderson or at Filmmakers Pod or our website, filmmakerspodcast.com, where you can get nearly 150 uh, episodes now on how to make films and web series and TVs. It's free. What have you got to lose? If you enjoy this, do subscribe. It makes a big difference. And write a review. That also really helps us. Write yeah. a lovely review and say, hey, you guys are ace. Because yeah. And <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your, so important. Tell your friends I, who are filmmakers. I, I,
2: I'm just going to add another little plug for the Kickstarter yeah. by saying the same thing, that uh, you do not have to go to the Kickstarter and pledge money if you cannot afford to. But please do spread the word because like sharing and social boosting of all these sort of things, podcasts and, and things or anything that you like tell other people about it so that they can like it too
1: I totally agree but what's your lowest pledge is it a pound or
2: yeah we literally yeah. So, have so a, a pound stick pledge stick a pound
1: in and then you part the and team and you get the updates yeah. and you yeah. feel part
3: it's of it's literally worth you know like it, it, yeah. you can't even think of something it's exactly. worth
2: it's not even a packet of chew-its. no exactly it's nothing and <laughs> and that will get you into our back so basically it'll get you into the next sort of section of of the camp after the campaign we got a back kit pledge uh manager and then there'll be other you can a la carte a little bit there okay. and just go oh i want that i want that so you can make that decision later if you're not sure at the moment just put in the pound one and then you can you can sort of like figure it out as the campaign goes on
3: treat it as like it's a daily dose or you know it's a it's a like regular dose of inspiration for, yeah
1: you know getting those emails <laughs> totally love it um there you go thank you so much for listening i uh, appreciate your time in doing so and do support wherever you can with indie filmmakers remember um you can go out and make your own new film know who your audience is and get out there and do it and if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well robbie you send the elevator back down thank you very much for joining us kate really appreciate your time you're welcome And we will see you all next tuesday take care go make your film bye-bye